that friend that lights you up? The friend you leave dinner with energized, empowered, and more often than not tipsy from two drinks? We're those friends. And this podcast is so that dinner. It's Jill Vanek and Kate Connolly. And we're your go-to girls. Hello and welcome back to the go-to girls. It's Kate and Jill. And we're so excited to be here. We have one of my friends sitting across from us. Lauren Sharp, welcome to the go-to girls. Thank you. Yay. We're so excited she's here. Um, So probably you know by now who she is. You've read the bio that Jill so kindly typed out on our podcast, but I'm going to read a little something and then we'll just dive right into it. All right. Okay. Um, Lauren is a cache e pepe. Did you like my pronunciation of that? <laughs> no, literally, I wouldn't even cache know how to say that. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Pasta-loving registered dietitian and business strategist. She is the founder of The Empower Method, where she helps women to create their healthiest relationship with food, stop thinking about food all of the time, and finally eat pizza without a side of guilt. She's also the founder of The Instagram Rebrew where she teaches nutrition professionals specifically how to turn followers into paying clients. Lauren is on a mission to empower women from embracing their bodies and enjoying the foods they love to taking back their power and owning their business. Mm, can we get some snaps? That's a bio. That's a nice That's bio. A bio. And I call you low. Is that cool for yeah. us on the podcast? Do love people, it. what do they call you? Um, most people call me low. Low. Yeah. Just brings me back to Laguna beach. Mm. <laughs> I used to what love a great low. fucking a show. Name. Which it also is also crazy. Name. She like has a whole wellness brand now. Yes. She does. That, that bitch is a, is a Chris Jenner vibe in my mind. Do you know, have you ever she's, stalked her I have on Instagram? Not her totally, but she's also not educated. Correct. Correct. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, you know I got no, exactly. You know, these bitches that they just come out with these gummies. Does yep. she have gummies? Oh, I think she has the yeah. whole lineup. Yeah. yeah. No, you guys, so does Lobos. Wait, no, that's sorry. What you're sorry, about. I'm yeah. being a jackass. So I was thinking of LC for a second. Oh. She's also got like a crazy brand. Oh, I, I was she my had bad. Fashion. LC. Yeah, no, no, no. Do a deep dive. I just confused <laughs> the two of them. LC is like a mogul. No lie. Right. She's been a mogul from the She's deck. a mogul. Yes, that's who I meant is Chris Jenner. And then okay. Lobos what is her thing called? Love oh, wellness. Yes. Love wellness. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Which, hey, good for you, but let's get a yes. degree. And yeah. I actually, and it's funny, we, we'll get to this, but like when I, when we were talking vitamins and low helped me figure out exactly what I should be taking, especially when I went off the pill. Do you remember that? I actually mm-hmm. just finished that bottle. Should I keep taking it or Which no? Which one did you take? B-complex you asked me to take? Oh yeah. You should take it. Just all the time. It. Keep yeah. taking it. Okay. We'll get there. Jill's yeah. like, I need it. What is B-complex? I was going to say, yeah. we'll get there. Yes. But um, I remember I was talking to you about like pre and probiotics and it's so funny. And we were talking about gut health with Ashley before. And it's just like the shit that you see on Instagram that now you're convinced that you need to take. Okay, before we get into everything we've talked about, what the fuck is Athletic Greens? And will everyone stop yelling at me online to take it low? What's yes. happening? And tell us the real deal because I've heard it tastes like butt. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> butthole. I mean, Jill thinks everything tastes like butthole. So there we are. Yes. What is it? Honestly, I haven't even done a full deep dive into it because I know that there's just, it's just another marketing it's vitamins. ploy to, yeah, like just eat okay. vegetables that taste better vegetables. and put some olive oil on them and roast yeah. them. And, Thank you. Yeah. This is the voice of reason we needed. I am so glad Lo, we were sitting here because yes. people are cuckoo magoo Yes, I'll <laughs> tell you that right now. I am one part cuckoo magoo but I like to be grounded back and be told that, and she does that for me. She's like, eat a fucking piece See? of bread. I'm like, I know, <laughs> fuck, I'm right. Yeah, this yeah. is a good symbiotic relationship, yeah, but some people are is. off the deep end and yes. like mixing like a pumpkins in blenders. Mm-hmm. Or what did, right. Okay, first of all, I mix pumpkins pumpkins with butter. Okay, so what? take a step back. <laughs> Second of all, Lo was the one who was like, if you, she posted something funny and it was like, um, somebody who tells you to put balsamic in seltzer and tells you it's Coke is not your friend. Oh, well, yeah. that was like a big trend mm-hmm. and people, I never tried it. it. Did you try say, it? Did you do it? No. Oh, Jill, we I should try it for I a can. giggle. No, cause I'm going to Wawa and getting a, a real diet. diet. Yeah. <laughs> also don't fuck with us. We love diet Coke fountain. Oh, oh there's nothing better after a hangover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's nothing better. It is my weakness. It is a hundred percent my weakness. A hundred percent. One hundred. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So let's get into the background. Lo, where are you from? I'm pe- from New York. NYC. Now whereabouts? Like Westchester, 30 minutes outside the city. She bougie. Love. <laughs> so nice. Okay. Yeah. Tell us about your journey growing up. Yeah. So uh, gosh, 
I can make this really long, but let's make it short. Yeah, let's so, spark note the shit out right, of this. So. Also, yeah, I sounded really like we were going on a spiritual oh, journey. Yeah. I don't know why I said journey. <laughs> it's well, because she's like, sitting on a meditation cushion. I, know, I feel like <laughs> it, I have to keep my posture really straight you do. to be close to this microphone. So You're welcome. Yes, thank you very much for um, providing. <laughs> All right, so I guess I can just kind of start from when I was a little child. Yeah, like was, who was low? I was just an anxious little peach just okay. like anxious about everything I was an only child we don't really know I was oh like wow really, I didn't know that about you yeah so I would literally cry when I had to go to school and it was raining because I had so many irrational fears around like if I was dropped off and one of my parents left that they were like gonna get in a car accident or something so I had so much anxiety and then fast forward a few years I kind of like figured myself out it was like elementary school. And then high school, I had a very mentally abusive boyfriend who I think just kind of- Shut up. Brought a lot up. Yeah. How old were you? Um, I started dating him in eighth grade and finally- So what are we, like 14? Yeah. 13, so like 14. formative, like, yeah, yeah. 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 And then finally, I got away from him junior year of high school. Okay. So it's 16, 17? Yep. And at the same time, I was playing lacrosse and field hockey and my lacrosse team at my high school was like, you would have thought I was on like a D1 college team. Yeah. So lots of stress, lots of anxiety. Like I was having so much anxiety and also like a concussion at the same time. I like couldn't catch the ball and I ended up quitting. It's this whole thing. Okay. So kind of transitioning into how it led me to where I am today. I remember actually going on birth control and that was the first time I had actually like seen weight gain. I How old were lacrosse, you? Um, whatever that junior year was. Yeah, I think I started 17. my senior year. I was like 18. Did you gain yeah. weight on the pill when you first started? I didn't. I, I'm sure I did a little bit. I had cramps that were so horrendous. I didn't lay on the bathroom floor. I was oh like, God. there's no other choice yep. than to go yeah. on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I do feel better. Which off is a of whole it. other yeah. thing in yeah. terms of nutrition now. Like so many people are like, Why I know are we, we need to do another everything? pill yeah. nutrition. We'll have you back because yes. you know we love to talk. Period. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, but you- I don't also want to give away too much information because I love to blame things on my period <laughs> in regards to my husband, and then it's just like this weird black hole. Earmuffs. Yep. Yeah. And I, so I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> yes. Okay. Period is my layaway. I'm like, oh, I got my period. <laughs> Can't do anything. Can't yet. help you. No. So <laughs> okay. You went on the pill, and yep. that's when you were like, oh, I'm gaining weight or this. Yeah. Is causing weight gain. Okay. Yeah. And I wasn't playing lacrosse in the spring anymore. So like less physical activity. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what the hell do I do? So mm-hmm. I started like Googling and I was like, there's literally no answers here. Like I'm either not eating carbs or I'm feel like only oh eating my meat. God. Like it was just such an abyss. Okay. You were trying to help yourself in hindsight on Google at age 16 on how to lose weight. And high school weights, everything, Everything. you look and it's, Mm -hmm. yeah, those years are everything. Yeah, exactly. So I am very much a person that I'm like, I like to understand everything from like the core. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, what if I just like go learn all the science behind it? So I'm like, okay, let me just like try that in college and ended up going to University of Delaware and UD. Yeah, UD. Are they the blue hens? For James Wayne. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I knew. See, I'm proud of myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Udell. And um, they ended up having a really good nutrition and dietetics program, which was perfect. So I was like, all right, perfect. Happy medium. So you went into this kind of, I don't, I hate to say it because you were looking for like a good benefit yeah. of like weight interesting and my like perfectionism I was like I need to understand every little nitty gritty so that when I eat a cheese stick I know what's happening Mm -hmm. you want to know the wow Mm -hmm. I love that yeah I was like I'm gonna figure out the magic pill okay so spoiler there's no magic magic pill pill. (laughs) Uh but yeah so then in college it's the hardest like I was in college 33 to 35 pounds heavier than I am now. Mm-hmm. So it's just like to have these problems we have as a female and in college and be eating pizza at night and drinking mm-hmm. and like, dude, it's so hard. I yep. used to have uh, two Starbucks frappuccinos a day. Yeah. That was like, when it first came out. It was oh, a lit. My gosh. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Those are great. Those are so great. what was your relationship with food like during this? So I was... Like I grew up having a perfectly normal relationship with food. A lot of people will say that like, oh, my mom was always on a diet or yeah. like, it really influenced me. Like that yeah. was never the case. We just like 
ate. Like we had lasagna and we had chicken parm and yeah. we had salad. Like it was yeah, just yeah. whatever. Totally. So going to college, I think I was experiencing a lot more of like my friend group was that just diet culture They had mm-hmm. been exposed to a lot more of it and people would make comments if I had like, I remember eating a fiber one bar and my roommate. Oh my God. Those were delicious. Yes. The Can brownies, you still buy those? <laughs> the brownie one. Yeah, I would crack. have those. And my mom's like, oh, this could be a good option. You know, it has like some fiber in it. Like just trying to teach me nutrition from a, a stance of like, you know, add fiber to your diet, whatever. Yeah. And my roommate at the time, who's still my best friend, yeah. but she will never let me live it down. She's like, do you remember when you ate those fiber one brownies? And I was like, yes, they were amazing. And she had said to me at the time and she was like, those like aren't, good for you. Like it's like process, blah, blah, blah. And that was kind of like the start of me really digging into things of Mm -hmm. like, okay, so process, this is bad. And like really labeling foods as like, I can't have this and I can have this Mm -hmm. and I can, and especially with that perfectionism mindset, I'm like, okay, so I need to eat all of the fruits and vegetables and meats and I have to cut out all the sugar. And then I was having that like really horrible anxiety was like resurfacing again. Through food? Through just anxiety in general yeah. from being away from home. Okay. So that like separation anxiety that I had as a kid was kind of coming back because I never really was away from home. So I would literally lay in my dorm room until 6 a.m. in the morning, like never sleeping a wink just from like oh my God. anxiety. It was insane. Yeah. And... I like my dad had to drive down one night and he got a hotel room Mm -hmm. and I slept like a baby that night. So it was just so interesting how like mental things, like when I felt safe and, you know, with somebody that I felt safe with, like I could go to sleep. And besides the point, I got to a place where I was like, okay, I'm studying nutrition and food is medicine. Right. And I definitely like there are components of that, but when you can become so obsessed with that. So I obviously had it in the sense of like mental health, but a lot of people can become obsessive if they have like IBS or Crohn's or like something that can be influenced with nutrition. Okay. It's you're fixated on it because you're like, well, I don't want to have these. So you became obsessed with healthy eating. Yes. And at the same time I was working, um, for Lululemon, which was great for me Mm -hmm. because same shout out. Yes. I was like learning about, you know, this healthier lifestyle and whatnot. But at the same time, I was obsessing over it in, in the name of like, I'm going to cure my anxiety and I'm going to just be this like chill, perfect human who eats healthy and like works out and doesn't have any worries. So was it more so that you were looking for control? Was it still about weight Mm -hmm. or was it more so about, I'm going to be this perfect version? Yeah. I think it was, like obviously the weight was a component, but it was just like perfectionism in general and a, being that perfect body type. Is and you envisioned who this person, imaginary person was and you were trying to like mimic that in yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's wild because looking back on pictures of myself, I mean, I think everybody does that. You're like, yeah. what the hell is wrong with me? And you share I them and, and obviously we'll give you all the information to follow low and you, you share them and I, I'm like, holy shit. It's wild. It's wild. It is, but college is so fascinating to me. We've obviously all been there, but I had a roommate once who just ate pretzels and like the things we do, but it's also because it's such a drinking culture. It it was, okay, I'm going to drink a ton tonight so I can't eat. Like it's very easy to fall into that. Oh, see, I've never heard that. Mm -hmm. that Holy shit, I would do that. Yeah, Yeah. I was me. I'll save 100% calories. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. 100. Um, Okay, so you obviously graduate from UDEL. Mm-hmm. Um, you finish your clinicals or whatever they call it. You get your your a registered dietitian, and you're mm-hmm. somebody who is a dietitian who also struggled with an eating disorder, which I think is very common in your yeah. line of work, even in my own. Um, mm-hmm. But how does that transition into how you coach people today? And has your because when you first were studying, it kind of sounds like you were studying but disordered, right? Um, so how do you shift disordered mindset into like coaching people now? And I guess like every, every dietitian has its own method and modality and every career has its own method and modality. So how did you come to yours? Yeah. So I was still 
like I was healed junior year, senior year. I definitely had a much better time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was recognizing that like this was causing me even more anxiety by trying to cut all of these things out. But I still had a disordered mindset. And I'll never forget my first day of my dietetic internship in New York. They had said, you get free lunch. I'm like, that's disgusting. Why would I eat cafeteria lunch in a hospital? So I brought my own lunch. And at the time I was... um. I was like, oh, I'll just do one more attempt at, you know, trying to lose weight. And I was trying to do oh F factor. Oh my God. Is, this is like the most dramatic. Holy shit. So much drama. Let's talk about it. <laughs> what is F factor? Okay. Here's my two sentence. I don't know what it is. And then low. Well, it is basically like a diet that was this one that fits into certain categories. Like the food has to fit and you were eating step this, one, this chick's two. shit. Yeah. You just take over. Yeah. I'm just not doing a good job. <laughs> So F stands for fiber. So um, this dietitian in New York, it's a very like bougie, like I think a package with her is like 25 grand or something. Insane. Oh my God. Yeah. And- Jill, quit your job. <laughs> big time. Yeah. That big, all sounds not, so bad. You're not charging it up. Yeah. Yeah. So basically there's this whole conspiracy around like how it's not a conspiracy. I mean, it's a fact that she was basically telling people to eat a significantly restricted amount of calories. Um, and the whole focus of the diet is to keep your net carbs low. So, like, so it's keto. Kind of. Because keto, you can't have carbs at all. Mm-hmm. So this purpose is like, oh, you can eat all of the carbs you want, but they have to be super high in fiber because carbs minus fiber equals, equals net, carbs. net carbs. Yep. So what's an would- example of a food that's super high in fiber, not in carb? Um... I can't even Her think. protein powder, um, like edamame, artichokes. Like a sweet potato? Aren't no, hon, those are carby. <laughs> yeah, you won't know. You they ain't no they shit. They do not have enough. a little, but it's not like- She means like a, like, like, a car, like a serving of carbs is like 15 to 20 grams and she, she would want you to have- It was like 35 net a day. Oh my God. So Jill, okay, to so- put that in perspective, a banana is like- low, correct me, 30 grams of carbs. So it was, it was just packaged in her way, Mm -hmm. but basically keeping your carb count down, which means severely restricting and basically thus under eating. Yes. And there would be like certain restrictions as well around like, okay, you can't go over like 20 or 30 grams of fat or whatever the requirement was, which is like built in a calorie restriction at the same time. So she's like, you don't have to count calories. That's one serving. Yeah. Literally not. Here's what's so fascinating. You're now in New York doing your mm-hmm. and you're still following this. Goals. Yeah. Oh my and God. I just think it's so interesting how complex people are. So mm-hmm. you have all this science, you're learning all this background, yep. and you're still like, let me try this yep. last thing. One more. Yeah. And she was a dietitian. Right. So I'm like, she must know. Yeah, but listen, now. listen, let's just say in my line of business, do you know how many instructors there are that are educated and certified and teaching crazy ass shit that I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. Anderson. Yeah, your back's broke. Right. So it's exactly but you just have to find your person. In yep. the field, not to parking lot for a second, but I understand what you're saying. I'm like dietitian, mm-hmm. dietitian. Right. So take a take us quickly through there are a lot of influencers on Instagram who are like, mm, eat this apple. Yep. What does a registered dietitian have to do? What is the degree, the clinical hours, all of that? Yeah. So you have to have your bachelor's in, uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be in nutrition and dietetics, but if you have a bachelor's and it's not in that, then you need to take all courses. the prerequisites. Yep. In order to, um, they're called DPD courses in order to get accepted into a dietetic internship, which is essentially mm-hmm. just clinical hours. Um, And once you're accepted into that, which is really, really competitive to get into, then you get your hours um, and then you sit for the RD exam, which is freaking impossible to pass these days. I literally failed it three times, Um, but it just has nothing to do with actual practice. It's like, how long do you refrigerate your meat for? It's insane. And is it a master's program or so now you also have to get your master's. I think as of 2020, it might've been a little delayed because of COVID, but now you can't even, uh, sit for it. And I just think it's good for people to know because I have friends who are so confused and not, Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone, it's very confusing, but take your advice from someone who is educated and like low. Okay. That yeah. was just my little So she's deal. trying F factor. Yes. And, and just so you know, Jill, now there are people that like F factor, like are haters. Cause it's obviously it's like, there's a whole anorexia. Going on right yeah. Now. So okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. okay. How long did you do it? 
like three weeks because I was very hyper aware of how obsessive I could get. Yeah. So I was like, I cannot go down that path. I totally can go. I can get there too. And yeah. I've spoken this with Lo before. It's like you get this idea because you do chase a feeling, right? Mm-hmm. I feel better when I don't eat this. And then it's like you get in your head. You're like, oh my God, but if I eat that, is my life over? Mm-hmm. Will it revert all the good things that I just did for the last 19 days? Yep. Dude, well, it's, I know. It's also societally, you know, I did Atkins for a summer. Mm-hmm. And by the What's end, Atkins? Low- I know low the carb, bar, low carbs, low carb, but by the end I did it between junior and senior year of college. Mm-hmm. And oh my it's God. just really interesting. I lost like 15 or 20 pounds. I was living in New York at the time. And you know, I went back to school and let's be honest, people were like, you look amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hooked up with guys. I never thought I could hook yep. up with before. And <laughs> but the thing is by the end though, I was literally eating meatballs and whipped cream for dinner. Like separately, but like cream. <laughs> that's but, disgusting. But that's what happens. Right. And when you restrict, like yep. it's not healthy, but the yeah. validation mm-hmm. is very consuming. Yep. And that was. Did that affect you at all? Oh yeah. yeah. Like you look so good. You're so fit. Look how toned your arms are. And I'm like, my arms, these are disgusting. Which like, yeah. it's body dysmorphia all at the same time. Yeah. Oh God. And are you, at this point in time, are you diagnosing yourself or have you gone to someone at this point in your life who's saying you have dysmorphia or you have X? So I diagnosed myself after the fact because everything that I was doing, I had a therapist at the time for my anxiety, but everything I was doing was quote unquote healthy, you know? Totally. So I was going to Soul Cycle and I was eating really healthy and I'm like, oh, I'm cutting out sugar. Like, look how healthy I am. And all of these things that are like glorified in society and everybody's yeah. like, oh, she's a nutrition student. She's just healthy. Right. So it yeah. wasn't ever, you, so people you, were, need to be you could hide it. Yeah. No one thought it yeah. was. And I didn't an even issue. realize. So yeah. how did you start turning the corner away from that and being like, dude, I'm sick? So I think I just recognized that. And if I didn't have like my self-awareness that I developed through therapy from all my anxiety, I don't think yeah. I would have been aware of what was happening. So I was able to be like, okay, I think this is heightening my anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I had a literal panic attack. So I spent two hours trying to make this bread out of cauliflower. Like, you know, you know, the situation like cutting up cauliflower, yes. you have to squeeze now, out the girl, water. I don't know that situation. <laughs> this is not Jill's wheelhouse. I know, Jill. I've been <laughs> there. I made the pizza crust out of cauliflower from yes. scratch Bread and it took like three hours. It takes forever. You know your girl. Yeah. Not, 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 not moving, but go ahead. <laughs> oh my God. So I, and I ended up having a panic attack. It was just like a really stressful week. And I called my mom. She was like, what's going on? Like, you've been so good. And I was like, I know. And she was like, well, do you think this whole like cutting out sugar thing is overwhelming you. And I was like, huh, I literally didn't even think like of put that. put two and two together. Yeah. yeah. I was like, no, I'm just being healthy. And then I was like, no, actually, like, I think you're right. I'm being obsessive. Yeah. And I remember one of my friends bringing in like a, a tray of brownies to our apartment. And I have never felt like I was addicted to drugs more in my life. I'm just like, I want that so bad. And that's the feeling that like a lot of my clients will have where they're like, I'm addicted to food. And I'm like, no, you can't. It's not like biologically possible, but the feeling, it does feel like you're addicted. So then I go to my internship and I'm on this diet. And does anybody know? Um, yeah, I put it on my social media. You can still scroll back to it. Wow. I made, a, I made this whole thing where I'm like, listen, like you guys know that I preach like all foods, whatever, but I am also about like you feeling confident in your body and yeah. whatnot. So like, I'm going to try this out. Like, yeah. don't like to be dishonest with you guys and got a ton of support. And because honestly on social media, as long as you're you open can, about things, yeah. I you, love you it. You could rally not. everyone. Yeah. yeah. And you're right. As long as you're transparent and yeah. it makes you more, not that this is your MO, but it yeah. makes you relatable. Yeah. Like I love that diatribe of like you are, or that, that, um, you were your number one client. Right. You are going, you are so educated, but you are going through the same thing. Like you are, it brings out the human side. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, what's a really nice thing in my programs too. Cause I'm just like, I've been there. I know how shitty it feels. Like, so I, um, get to my internship on the first day. I bring my little F factor lunch Mm -hmm. and I think there's 18 of us or 16 of us in the room and it's lunchtime and everybody leaves to go to the cafeteria. And I like, am taking out my packed lunch and I'm like, in a room full of new, like going to be dietitians, and not one single person brought their lunch. And I'm like, and I think at Delaware, a lot of 
the people that were in my major were like me, where we went in with trying to find the magic pill and trying to crack the code. And then I came into this space where there was dietitians of like from all over, not from the same school and you know how schools have different cultures and whatnot. And I was like, oh, like I can go to lunch and have a pita a piece of pizza or pita bread or like something like that. Cause I was just seeing all these people who were going to be in the same career as me. And there was just so much, I know you have felt this way in terms of like mm-hmm. the fitness scene, right. Mm-hmm. With like being a dietitian there, I felt so much pressure to like be a certain, Look a certain way yeah. or eat a certain way. And, and just the isolation again, like there's not a better picture of everyone walking out to the cafeteria and you're by yeah. yourself. Like just yeah. how isolating that is. Yeah. And there was one other woman at the time and she was like a bodybuilder. So she had like oh, she oh, the well, rice, my, the chicken, yes, the yeah. whole meal plan. She's situation. on my fitness pal. Yep. Okay. Wow. So how does this get to, and this is what you, this is your modality and it is a buzzword, mm-hmm. intuitive eating. Yes. Get us to intuitive eating. Cause I literally, okay. yeah. So it scares me. I'm a, I'm a client. Oh, I yeah. know. I know it is scary. And most of the time, like on my Instagram, I am just trying to like bring down the walls on people because there's Mm -hmm. so much fear around like letting yourself eat whatever you want, quote unquote, because you're fearing that you're going to just end up being out of control. Yeah. Right. If you don't have some form of control. Totally. When it's actually the opposite, because if you let go of that control, then when you have more freedom and you give yourself the choice you are going to make more choices from a place of like how you actually want to feel versus like, okay, I need to do this one thing. So I like to explain it as like a, a kid with really strict parents, right? Usually that kid is acting out, like not all the time, but a really strict parent, like that kid's like sneaking out, doing things that they shouldn't be doing versus the parents that, and this is obviously not always true. The parents that I'm not talking about parents that are like absent, but more so like, do what you want. Like we trust you. Mm -hmm. Like tell us that you drank. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And then the kids are like, okay, you know, so it's the same thing with your body where it's like, okay, I trust you to tell me what, and it does sound a little woo woo sometimes, but like, I trust you to tell me when I'm hungry, when I'm full, when I need to eat, when I'm et cetera. And there's a lot because it is so trendy. People are like, oh, well, I'm just going to intuitively eat, meaning that they're just going to like do what their body's asking for. But at the same time, they're not like fully doing the intuitive eating. So this is the girl on Instagram who's, this is what I ate in a day. Yes. Which is not. Have you seen those Jill or you don't even get served them? (laughs) I do not get served them anymore, but that to me is so old. It's so triggering. So outdated. Yep. But see, I, yeah. And this conversation is fascinating to me and not to be like obtuse to it. Cause I have people close to me, but I've never felt this, yeah. like maybe do a yeah, small you're lucky. Yeah. yeah. But you know, what I I'm struggle saying? with it. Rare. Yeah. yeah. Because intuitive eating to me, I'm like, yeah, I, I do that all the time. Yeah. You do do that all the time. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Which yeah. it, totally. this, that's why this conversation is so mm-hmm. just eye opening, I yeah. think to everyone. But Again, it's it still has to be a journey to you. So I know we're on your journey to intuitive eating, but how did you come out of that? Yeah, so I, like, throughout my internship, I think it was really helpful. Um, and then also I started dating Austin, my boyfriend, junior year of uh, high College. College. Yes. <laughs> and he would just be like, oh, like I'm going to pull the Lauren and not eat carbs. And I'm like, what am I doing? And yeah. I just, you know, like when you get a boyfriend, you just go out to eat more. And I just like a lot of that kind of helped me too. And just to like feel accepted by someone, you know, that's mm-hmm. all, it all plays into each other. And then I went to my internship and saw that I could be a dietitian who, you know, ate all foods. And um, then I hired my first business coach when I was still in my internship drained my savings, spent all my money on like trying to build this private practice. Cause I loved my internship in the like clinical aspect and like being in the ICU and tube beatings, all of that Wait, stuff. Did you do it? Presby? Where'd you? Near yeah, Presbyterian. Near Presbyterian. Yeah. yeah. So like a huge, it's part of Cornell for those yep. who don't know, like this is a creme de la creme academic yeah. For those who don't know, she's saying this for me. Thank no, you, Joe. But yes, just, I like, have no idea about this Lo hospital has speak. top tier education. Tylenol, in the Advil. <laughs> Say the big words. The, the, the clinicals are there. So people okay. should just know you're not at rinky dink. No offense, right. Camden County. Yes. So let's go. Precisely. Yeah. To all our Camden listeners, we are so I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, it's apples and oranges, <laughs> you know? 
Yeah. Okay. So, so you drain your savings. I drain my savings. I invest in a business coach and she, so I loved my clinicals, but it was just like, I'm like, there's not, I can't make the impact that I want to make and I can't grow the income that I want to make either. You know, like yeah. it's very stagnant and I don't, I don't do well with that. Right. And let's point out, cause Lo and I both have done clinicals or in healthcare. Mm-hmm. You ain't making no money in the oh, hospital. No. So, yeah. so For smart a lot of work. to proactively plan. You plateau in the hospital very quickly. Yes. So, yes. And don't get rewarded and yeah. deal with assholes and the whole nine. Yeah. But so I'm like, let me just build a private practice. Let me just mm-hmm. go and do that. So I was very motivated to do it because I was like, I am going to graduate and I'm still living at home and I want to be able to move out when I want to move out with income from a private practice. So I invested in that. And the first question she asked me was like, what's your niche going to be? And I was like, yeah. what, what's a niche? What do you mean? What's my niche going to mm-hmm. be? And she was like, well, you have to be specific. If you're marketing to everyone, you're not marketing to anyone. Like, would you go to a heart surgeon for your heart surgery? Or would you go to a foot doctor or a general surgeon? No, you're going to go someone who's specialized and like specifically does that. So I was like, okay, well, weight loss sells and I want to be successful. And then I'm grateful that I had this coach at the time because I probably would have gone into something that I didn't feel passionate about Mm -hmm. if I had another coach that was like, yeah, just go where the money is. And she was like, well, what are you going to feel more fulfilled doing? Are you going to feel more fulfilled if your client loses weight or if they achieve what you have in terms of like feeling free around food? And I was like, well, obviously achieving what I've experienced. So I went into it and it was, it's a hard, it's a hard sell, you know, cause there's a lot of fear. Whereas weight loss, it's like, this is exciting. You're going to lose weight and you're going to look amazing and be confident and get all these compliments. Whereas. Right. Cause it's tangible. Is, weight mm-hmm. loss is tangible versus you're not selling something that's necessarily tangible. Right. And it's the inner work that nobody likes to do. It's muddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So learned a lot in terms of like, just sales in general without like obviously being sleazy or anything, but like, how am I going to get people into this program and help them understand what, how life-changing it can be when they don't even realize that they have a disorder in the first place. So we're now 2022. When did you start your business? Um, 2019. Okay, cool. So you've led, if you guess how many programs since then, what do you think? Ooh, Um, so I have my group program. I've probably done 10. Okay. Wow. And walk us through that. So say I'm a client, what happens in the group program? Do I Mm -hmm. vibe with the other? I'm assuming. Okay. So just give us that rundown. Okay. So it started with one-on-one coaching and then I kind of was realizing everybody had the same questions. Everybody had the same problem. Sure. How do I grow? And everybody wants to be in a group with something that feels so vulnerable and lonely. At first they're a little like, uh, am I going to really share this? But it's nice because we have, uh, it's a three month program and everybody comes in and we meet every single week on zoom and you get close very quickly because everything is very vulnerable. So That's really nice. And now I have it to the point where like everything on the back end is uh, pretty much automated where there's like the courses on the back end. Right. You built a course that you teach. Yep. So they have all that and they see that on the back end. And then any questions they have or like real life things that they want to customize the program to, they come to the calls with like all those questions, concerns weekly. So what's our like three tips intuitive eating? What's our like inside scoop? Okay. So, How can we like, put this into practice if today? If you want to start it. Yeah. Yeah. Delete all your diet apps. Jill, have you ever had a diet app? I had. I have Fit th- Tracker. I had Fitness Pal. That's what I have. For six months. Yeah. It's just exhausting to type it all in. It's yeah. so exhausting. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any now. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that's step And one. I will say like, there are some people who are a lot more hardcore than me that are like <gasps> weight loss. Is question. Just go ahead. Hit me with Weight Watchers. Um, it's your opinion. Yeah. So we, we want to hear it. It's just another thing. Like anything outside of yourself telling you what to eat is going to pull you further away from your body's cues right. and what you need. But truthfully. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your, your business strategy and what you're, what you're selling and coaching isn't weight loss. No. So if there are, if somebody, so we're talking right now, just to clear this, everyone listening for the intuitive eater, yeah. somebody who's struggling, um, with 
the constant need to diet and blah, blah, blah. blah. But if these apps help people lose weight who need to lose weight or want to lose, that's where it gets, see, this is where intuitive eating gets really sticky. I do think, and I just think dieting in general, and I, I think you're in a really hard field and it comes up in my work all the time. And I say to people, I have two really great friends, three really great friends who are registered dietitians. I'd love to give you the information. I cannot help you with this because it is 80% what you eat. In a, right? Mm-hmm. You but say that. You know your lane where a lot of people yeah. don't. You know your background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yes. you know, I think the other thing, do you recommend, you also know your lane. Do you recommend someone else have a therapist or, mm-hmm. it, yeah. you know, it takes a village. Yes, it takes a village. Uh, and there's a few different things that I do, like depending on the severity of the person, like sometimes I'll have people that I'm like, you don't like, you need to be inpatient, you know, is it disordered eating? Is it an eating disorder? You know? So, um, I fear sharing with you some of the things that I eat. Cause I think you'd be like, Kate, or something's wrong with you. I'll tell her. Bum, bum. <laughs> See, cause it's I tell a, you it's something's a wrong slip. With all the yeah. Time. I, I really, I love healthy food and you have to remember that in my career, and I've been sure you think about this in your own, I'm like a guinea pig. So if like somebody asks me shit, like I have an opinion on keto. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate it. I have an opinion <laughs> on this. I have an opinion on that because I've probably tried it. Yeah. And, ha- and, I, and when I give an opinion, it's because I've done something for four weeks. I'm not giving you the, yeah, I won't tell you something about Whole30. I've done it three times. So like I know, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the weight piece. Okay. Because- a lot of people have that concern where they're like, I'm just neglecting my health if I do this. Okay. And I'm like, okay, well, you're coming from a place of a shit ton of stress and worry and restriction thoughts. Cortisol levels are through the roof. Exactly. Binging destroys like your insulin resistance, all of like your biological processes. Okay. Um, and so what is health? Right. Because people are like, we're just inundated with diet, exercise and weight is health when there's so much more to health. So that'll, that's the first thing that I talk about. Yeah. And then I am like, you're doing the opposite of neglecting your health because we focus on healthful behaviors. It's just not what you're like societally used to. And it's these fucking influencers. Like even, I don't even know this girl. So the fact that uh, this is not a shit talking, but I remember this Instagram account I used to follow. Her name was no bread. Yes. She's like an angel investor now or something. It's okay. Great. Good for her bitch. (laughs) But like, and I was like, Oh wow. (laughs) Here's this skinny girl. She doesn't, need bread. Wow. Bread sucks. So like, it's just wild how you look online and it can spiral you. Yep. Exactly. Because there are so many triggers. There is a very well-known founder of a workout and she posted something the other day and said, look, I haven't worked out in eight weeks and I still have a thigh gap. Mm. That is triggering for someone knowing that it's genetics that are a part of it. We all know who we're talking about. Right. Mm -hmm. But you can go down a rabbit hole. And if you have disordered thought processes or eating, I cannot imagine how difficult that is. Yes. And, and not to piggyback on that, but like people talk to me about abs all the time. And I love to talk about abs because there are show off muscles and then there are deep core muscles. And I train the St. Joe's basketball team. And let me tell you, they have naturally the genetic show off muscles, which means are like top level sheath. I'm not talking transverse core. These men just have like protruding external obliques, right? They can't do a fucking thing that I can do. So it's wild that it's just like, listen, it's not all about that. You know, we're so inundated as women, especially with Mm -hmm. the image. And we forget like, guess what a FUPA is you guys. And obviously I don't love using that word. You're protecting your uterus. Yeah, exactly. Women are going to have more body fat. Goodbye, Kyle. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's why we have FUPAs. We need an X on that, Kyle. Goodbye, Kyle. Exactly. (laughs) Get out of there, Kyle. Get out of there, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's just, again, a woman will never have a body fat of a St. Joe's basketball player. It's just not healthy. Yep. And even do you find that sometimes you literally have to start from the bottom and retrain people how to think? Oh, yeah. That's the, the first thing. thing that we do. Yeah. And yeah. the first pillar of my program is called rewire because okay. everything that you've learned and you've been inundated with your, probably your entire life. Fat free, hundred calorie yep. packs. Yep. Okay. I mean, I have clients who their parents put them on Weight Watchers at like nine years old. Wow. And that's all they know. And they're like, what do yeah. you mean? I can just eat. Right. Wow. It's learned behavior. You're exactly yeah. right. And they're, you're so inundated. So intuitive eating in a two sentence synopsis is what? 
Oh, that's hard. In an elevator pitch. Oh, uh, I would say it's, I, I hate to say eating whatever you want because people eating whatever you want with your health values in mind. Okay. So, but it makes sense because if you're getting whatever you want, okay. And you have pasta for lunch, you're not going to have pasta for dinner. Right. Okay. I mean, I would be like, why would I want pasta again? You already satisfied it. In my disorder days, I'd be like, I could eat pasta all day long because it was so restricted that I'm like, I just want everything that's restricted. Okay. Whereas now I'm like, I'm sick of it, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, totally. Let me ask you this. Do you find yourself, and again, because truly I don't know, Mm -hmm. do you find yourself having your own setbacks or ebbs and flows with with your own eating? Like how does that show up or manifest for you? Yeah, I think that, I think it's just the same as anybody who, that struggles, like say you struggle with anxiety or depression, like it doesn't, it's in your brain chemistry, but you have to continue to make the effort too. And I like to relate it to like relationships too. Say you're in a relationship and you go to couples therapy, you're not going to go once and then never use those skills again mm-hmm. and expect to have a great relationship. That's a great analogy. You right? have to keep working. What yep. tools are in your kit or that you use yourself? Like, are you a journaler? What do you do? Uh, the like journaling stuff I want to be like, and I was for a while. Same. I, I think I, I think I'm going to try it. It's not going to always say I do, do, you it for do like it? two days. Yeah. And I wish I did. Yeah. yeah. I just said it to James because I, I am a writer and I'm like, maybe I should yeah. just write shit down to calm down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're not a journaler. What do you do? So I, I uh, think it's really just it, like, it's kind of built into my work. Okay. Like I have to do it every day anyway. Say, yeah. you, you're like not relearning, but yeah. the, the fact that you're talking so much and addressing yeah. it every day. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So for a lot of my clients, I'm like, you know, after the program, I recommend you do the membership because otherwise you're just thrown back into the wolves of this diet culture society. And you're like, it's so easy to get back. So it's low versus diet culture. What is a crazy diet culture thing that you've seen recently? And you're like, what the fuck? Oh God. Stop it. Well, the, the balsamic diet could yeah, whatever don't do that to us. We yeah. love Diet Coke. Ugh. Don't you dare. Mm-mm. There was another one recently. Oh, everybody's like hating on oat milk now. Okay, why? Because I, I'm I so stand. confused. I Where's s- my milk? I, I stand in oat milk where I, I really feel like fucking creamy as bread. Mm. Oat milk is so creamy. I love, I love an oat milk. Oat Can milk. you say creamy or is creamy the new moist? moist? <laughs> I think no, creamy is okay. Creamy, is creamy chuggy? No. Okay. I think it is the creamiest well, of milk. How milks. else are you going to describe something? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So people hate oat milk. Why? Because it's yeah. a grain based milk. Well, everybody, yeah, because oh, there's like carbs, sugar, which like okay. that's fine. Okay. Um, and a lot of them have like certain fillers or like canola oil or something, which is also right. fine. Oh my God. Literally, all these influencers that are like the ingredients and there's oil and things. What? Everything has oil. Right. Right. It's yeah. At a certain point though, it's like exactly what we've been talking about. Where's the point where you can live your life? Right. Right. If, if it's that you got to pick and choose, you know what I mean? Like how much mental energy am I putting into what is in my oat milk? Exactly. Okay. So oat milk crazy. (laughs) Well, like you've seen like the celery juicers. Oh yeah. Tastes delicious. If you like it and it makes you feel good, go for it. Right. It's not, it's certainly not a meal. You're having it to kickstart your, your poop. Certainly low. Please correct me. A celery is water, basically, and yes. a little fiber. Like, like, right. yeah. hey, geniuses. Yeah, exactly. You're drinking water. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, again, go for it. You're just drinking a big gulp of H two O. Okay. Now, what is something that you hear that is a constant that you hear over and over again that your clients are doing, and you're like, oh my god, I used to do this. This is terrible. Mm. Stop it. Pretty much every one of my clients comes from a place of eating quote unquote clean during the week and then, and then the eating weekend. whatever they want on the weekends and mm-hmm. they just like feel like shit. Monday's a guilt trip, excessive exercise to make up for it and okay. only salads and then the cycle continues. Got it. What is your advice for someone who does not have disordered eating but has people in their lives who do? How, because I, and in college, obviously you're a different bird. You're very young, but I, it was always like, okay, let's not talk about it. Mm -hmm. It, It's sort of the elephant in the room. How do you address it? 
Yeah, I think there's a few things it depends on. Obviously, your relationship with the person Mm -hmm. and how severe, severe it is. But I think the best thing that you can do is model a healthy relationship with food because that was everything to me. I was in college and everybody was looking in the mirror and saying, I'm so fat. And mm-hmm. then you look at yourself and you're like, she thinks she's fat. Well, what does she think yeah, of you're me? Like, yeah. You know? So I think just modeling of like, if they make a comment of like, oh, well, I'm not eating carbs right now. It's like, oh, well, why not? Oh, because they're bad for you. No, they're not. You can eat carbs, you right. know? And just, just going little, down that. Yeah. Like yeah, little things because the people that are doing this, which most women are, we're very impressionable. So we're very like, if you say something like, oh, you can eat carbs, that they're like down your throat of, wait, what do you mean I can eat carbs? Yes. You know? So here's how I feel about my, uh, and I'm taking the therapist mic for a second. <laughs> I get really wary sharing what I eat or do mm-hmm. because I don't want people in my community that I love and adore to then maybe copy that and not have a good, yeah, it's so, it's like, it's like a the tough, what I eat in a day. Yeah. But I know that people like, like, low. what's your opinion? Like sometimes I post recipes and people are like, oh, this is a great, this is helpful. It's like inspirational. Not that I'm inspirational. Hi, people are waving at us. Um, <laughs> but inspirational as in, oh, I could do that with dinner. Yeah. What do, because, what do you think? What, how, how do I fit into it? Yeah. Because two angles, I look at your recipes and say, oh, okay, cool. Maybe I want to make that. Right. I'm not reading into okay. like, okay. Kate, Kate's eating an air fried chicken. Right. Like, I think it's also okay. the percept. You yep. can't control your you audience. Can't. So that was something I was going to go into before too, where I was like, there are people who are very hardcore intuitive eating, which I was kind of fearful of when I first started. Okay. Um, What's a hardcore intuitive eater? Like- all the donut loss. is calling me. <laughs> That's a hardcore version. <laughs> oh my God. Like it's always, we should answer. <laughs> yeah, big time. You better pick up. <laughs> <laughs> like all weight loss is bad, and nobody can count calories, and yes. nobody can do all these things. Whoa, this was going on during COVID. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Like, okay, who didn't gain weight in COVID? Me. Okay, right? I did not. Yeah, I actually don't think I gained weight. No, but like, listen, there's a problem though. Is that Everybody was creating this story that you're sitting at home, you're not moving as much, blah, blah, blah. Well, you were in band together. You both were. So, well, you know, shout out myself. I was going to say, no, we but were listen, but listen, Lo, and you, you have a pulse on this. I then felt this weird type of way promoting what I do is, look, some people do work out to lose weight, but I tell them all the time, this is for your mind and your muscles. If right. you want to lose weight, speak to so-and-so. Um, but then I felt like there was this bad I was doing the bad thing by trying to help people lose weight. Right. Because everybody was gaining weight and, oh, just buy bigger pants. You got it. Like, and I was like, oh my God, where do I, what is the dialogue? What is the right thing to say? Don't let yourself be 500 pounds covered in Cheetos. You know what I mean? Like there is a line. Right. And how do you like, yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I'm not saying it well. Yeah, no, totally. I always revert back to focus on your healthful behaviors. Get back to your basics. I'm not going to go and tell you to calorie count, but there are people in this world that they can do that and they can just use it as awareness and not become obsessed with it. So I sure. do believe that there is somewhat something and someone for everyone. Like I have clients that are dietitians that I help them with building their private practice that sure. help with macro counting and, you know, awareness and their clients are doing amazing. Right. So okay. I almost think of it as like, I hesitate to say this, but almost how they say like marijuana is like a gateway drug, right? Oh my God. Right. But for some people it was, right. They smoked and then they like, yeah. An addictive personality. Yeah. But for other people you're like, what do you mean? Like you can just smoke pot, right? So same thing with obsessive dieting. People can start off with calorie counting and then it leads to another diet and then they're obsessive. Some people can just, so women need to just fucking relax, homie. We need to relax. So we need the marijuana, pass the Jane. <laughs> but I love, I really do love and appreciate your approach. Cause I think, again, we get influenced by influencers, yeah. TikTokers where, you know, you very, you very much represented what is appropriate. Like it is a mindset. There yeah. are other components, DNA, yep. mental issue. Like it's, yeah. it's not just like as simple as black and white. Right. You do X, you get Z, you know? Yeah. And if you want a customized approach, you need to see a yeah. professional and you need to stop like- I know that nutrition is all over the internet, but like you need to stop looking elsewhere and like 
get in tune with what you need mentally, physically, et cetera. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to put some tricks into play. So delete all, this is for somebody who's interested in intuitive eating, yes. deleting the, the apps. Mm-hmm. Check. What else am I doing? Then I would say your next step is I would say like mindset. Obviously my program is the first step, but it is a little bit challenging to do on your own. Cause you're okay. like, what do I replace these thoughts with? Sure. But I would just start to gain awareness around your thoughts around food. So are you labeling things as good or healthy? Bad? Yeah. Like, Oh, I can't have that. I shouldn't have that. Got it. Like, Oh, well I can only have that on Fridays, you know? So like gain awareness around your rules Okay. and then start following. The third thing would be to start following like more anti-diet type of accounts on Instagram, yeah. social media. Cause you are what you scroll. Mm-hmm. You are what you scroll and don't isolate and do it alone because because yes. I mean, it's just like going to therapy or things like that. Like you cannot, you got yourself this far, yep. recognize when you need a professional. Yep. Totally. Yep. I love it. I love that too. Um, can I ask you a couple of questions that popped up? We'll just yeah. choose um, a, a lot of them are the same. From the audience. These are from our Instagram. So friends, when we do ask me anything, you better ask. Okay. <laughs> so here's one. Uh, favorite healthy snacks. This, uh, like a lot of people asked. Also, and healthy I know. Can we say that, Low? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I think that's the hardcore intuitive eating where people are like, oh, well, it's not healthy. Okay. Like, cool. no, I don't want to say something's unhealthy, but it's just a fact that a strawberry it is, is more healthier than a Pop Tart. Than a Pop Tart. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Um, it just, it, the problem is attaching the story to it of. Holy shit. That's it. Yeah. Like yeah. That's what it is. And the story. Attaching a story to like a healthy food. Like, I'm going to eat be the Susan from yoga, who's like a size negative two eating this. Yeah. Okay. It's the story. Okay. So anyway, healthy Healthy snacks snacks without the story. All right. Without the story. Let's give us two. Oh, so I always like to like my healthy snacks used to include just like one macro, which macros are just carbs, fat, and protein. I like to combine at least two. So at least a carb and a fat, a fat and a protein, a carb and a protein. Because they travel well together. Yes. And they'll, it'll help stabilize your blood sugar. Otherwise you're going to go all over the place and you're going to have cravings and you're not going to feel good. So, uh, I mean, simple apple and peanut butter, um, apple and a cheese stick. Um, Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of protein bars because they're just so easy. And Great. I love Give us your things. favorite one. Yeah. What are your favorites? Cause I, cause Jill needs these in but, her Louis Vuitton bag, but I hate <clears> to <throat> say this and use this word again, but honestly, I think a lot of protein bars taste like chalk or butt. And I'm sorry, that is true. Emphasis and, on the right. whole butthole. I, and I won't do it, but like I go to work all day and I'll bring a little bit of She's a bad eater. Yeah. yeah. You know this bitch mean? don't eat enough. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, give me your protein because I yes. love this question. Okay. Yes. Get out your pencil. Here's yeah. Can what bars mine. do we need? <laughs> there you go. So love a good trail mix too. That's a great option. I love, I sweat yeah. trail mix. And People forgot about trail mix. Yes. Yeah. I love a cashew. And like those fats, like super just great for you feel full. Yeah. Thank you, Lo. Okay. So in terms of protein bars, I really like the Bear Bell ones. Have you ever had those? Bear Bell? Oh my God, I'm dead. I was calling them Barbell. Like B-E-L-L? They are Barbell. But oh, I think it's B-A-R-E. That makes sense. Yeah. It's probably Bear Bell as yeah. in it's a bear natural. Yes. How about that? Yes. But Available at Trader Bell Joe's. come from? What's the be- Like a Barbell. Dude, a Barbell. <laughs> so You're bear so bell, smart I that you can't you know even... <laughs> I don't know if I love that marketing, but okay. Okay. So Trader Joe's sells them. Yes. I've seen them. Do they taste gross? No, I think they taste like delicious. literal. Do you want to know something funny? Okay. I told people about this and then multiple people got mad at me because then Trader Joe's had sold out of them Uh, on market. Oh, I'm going to go look. Yeah, you are. Okay. I really like them. There's cookies and cream. There's There's so many now. Salted. And to our listeners, not that Lo and Kate, you know, they tell the truth, but you know. My ass is exactly. going to tell you yeah. if Jill, it tastes like Yeah, that. will you yeah. please tag yes. Go2Girls okay. and I'll repost yeah. once you're done. Let us know what you think. I'll do my taste okay, test. Great. Okay, great. Let's do another one. What's your Starbucks order? So, I mean, I love trying all the things. Okay, so let's <laughs> let's tell a story. Lo and I uh, love to go to Starbucks and ch- test out weird shit. Mostly the holiday drinks. Yes, especially because there's this That's Instagram fine. account that comes up with drinks that are like healthier than a Frappuccino, which I support. Right. And it's called the macro, macro barista, barista or something. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Jill, you don't drink coffee. So <laughs> I drink a chai tea. Uh, exactly. So, um, okay. So what's one that you've been ordering lately? Cause obviously they change. Yeah. I like, they have like the sweet cream cold brew, which has like the additional vanilla pumps and everything. I just get a cold okay. brew with a splash of the sweet cream. Genius. Wow. She has just cracked the code. <laughs> 
Hey, okay, we'll no, try no, that. Sounds good. Yeah. No, Hit me with a grande, honey. Okay, oh, yeah. a high protein snack. Um, and hard then boiled we'll, eggs. I love hard boiled eggs. I, I knew she was gonna say that. Jill, do you like tuna fish? I love tuna fish. Really? A hard boiled egg. Literally Do you want to know something hysterical? Gross. So I just flew home from a bachelorette and <laughs> my uh, best girlfriend whose bachelorette it was, his, her little sister was on my flight and she was furiously hungover. And she was like, the woman next to me was eating hard boiled eggs. And I'm like, oh, that's a bad that's scenario. Yeah. That's, that's a bad good. scenario. But Greek yogurt, that's a great <laughs> option. Okay. James also, is sticking his tongue out at us through the window. Um, okay. Hard boiled eggs, also a good option. Yogurt. What were you going to say? And there's a new, Chobani has a new product that I love. They're called Chobani Complete. Pleats. Delicious. They're like 25 what grams of protein. 25 grams of protein. Drinkable yogurt. But they're not like gross. It also egg. comes in the non-drinkable. Yeah, that's too. Because that yogurt weirds me out Drinking yogurt? You no. weren't a big go-gurt girl growing up? Nah, Austin nah. was so <laughs> grossed out by it. And he was like, I was like, do you want them? These four are for me this yes. week. And he's like- Low don't start with the labeling. Ugh. I'm going to put a label maker in my fridge. Seriously. It won't, it won't stop my husband. I need to add a lock. Yes. I don't I'm going to start problem. lock. <laughs> that is the one benefit of not, if you don't have to share your food. The one benefit. <laughs> <laughs> there are a bunch of benefits. Oh my God. Not okay. summer. So okay. now, so now let's do some quick pop fire. Okay. okay. Um, coffee or tea? Coffee. AT&T or Verizon? Who has AT&T anymore? Me! How about that? <laughs> I just wanted to uh, know who our cell phone provider was. Uh, oh my God. Okay, don't lie. Who's paying the bill? Your parents or you? My parents. Jill, who pays yours? Oh no, me. I pay my own. But it's I, terrible. I was on the family plan until I was like 35. Oh yeah. And oh, I wish I still fuck was. Fuck my yeah. life. My dad, literally, you guys, no lie. As a joke, I, this is pre- Oh my God, maybe it was pre-James. No, he literally was like, oh, like come over up dinner, something funny. And he starts laughing. He can't stop laughing when I get there. It's because he had his secretary print out a folder and he had transitioned my AT&T bill over into my name. Guess how much I pay as a single user? How much? AT&T out there. Give me a, give me a shout out if you work for AT&T. 144. See, it's outrageous. It is. My work pays for my phone though. God oh, damn it. I expense it, but it's still paying yeah. the ass. Okay. Interesting. AT&T. Fave workouts. Mm, well, obviously yeah. where we're sitting right now. She is a ride or die. OG. And OG. my new pickleball. Oh yeah, yeah. balls. Your new. Do you have your own racket? Yes, I got it off Amazon. Did you bring it with you, or it's in your car? No, I left it. It's in your car. Awesome. We'll play when I leave for pickleball. Super fun. It's. Would you say it's outdoor ping pong? Yeah, yeah. That's up my alley. Okay, we'll have to. Okay, it's fun. Favorite local restaurant. Lo just bought a house in Mm -hmm. Fishtown. Congrats. Thanks. Oh god. Where do you go? You and Austin, if you just want a quickie, and you're like, we love this place. A quickie. (laughs) <laughs> Quickie food. We're talking food, oh. you sick I mean, you could go. butthole. Exactly. <laughs> um, actually, LMNO. Have you been there yet? Oh, it's really good. Oh, I haven't. God, I'm yet. so embarrassed. Really Everybody good. keeps telling me, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I just don't have time. It's good. Okay, it's well, you delish. guys come see the LMN- house. We'll go to LMNO, get drinks. LMNAOP. Okay, fabulous. Um, non-guilty. How do you like that? I learned that in intuitive eating. Food pleasure. Like, what is your? You're like, I can't wait. I have mine. It's hard, like sweet versus savory. Right. I'm a sweet. I love- Let's like, all list ours. A warm chocolate brownie <gasps> with a scoop of ice cream. Oh, that's fun. Great that call. is 100% mine. Great call. Mm-hmm. Okay. 100. My, all, mine is, I love, and I've been doing this. This is embarrassing. Uh, I get Van Leeuwen delivered to my house. <gasps> Their the fee is only $2. Okay. Oh, what? Yeah, that's a good delivery Van fee. Van Leeuwen is, I was always anti-Jenny's. Remember we had this conversation? I like Jenny's better, I think. I really? had Jenny's birthday cake when did with you sprinkles. Have it? When? Oh, it was randomly in like a Whole Foods. Oh, you didn't like, tell me. It was. Delicious. Literally, I would lick it <gasps> off the ground. Me too. I, I would too. It, I think Jenny's is better actually. So we have one in Fishtown so and then they're also building a Van Leeuwen, which- that's going to be a lot of competition. It's amazing. On the same block. Hey, Athleta, Lulu, Outdoor Voices. It, look, right. if the True. line's long at one, I'm going to the other. So You're right. You're right. it's smart marketing. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so you love that. Jill, what's your what's your guilty pleasure? Is it sweets or non? I think it's non-sweets for you. Mm, I like I like both. I like a salty and I'll tell you what. What? And I'll I'll stand on this. Oh, here it is. I love a goldfish cracker. <laughs> <laughs> Dead. I love. Do you, have you ever bought the? Have you ever? No, bought I have the, a carton this big in my house. Oh my kidding. god! Do you remember the Pepperidge Farm stores? Yes. Uh-uh. I you do. didn't have that in Westchester? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Low, it, Like low. a Pepperidge Farm Get outlet. Get tomorrow. Google Pepperidge Farm. I think they okay. still exist. No, I think outlets still there exist. There is not nothing kidding. better. There was one growing up in like one of the little shopping centers near my house and you would go in there and everything was Pepperidge Farm, but on sale. 
And my mom and I, you can't go hungry because you buy the entire store. You're getting Milano's. You're getting the big chunk cookies. (laughs) You're getting the gold fish pretzels. Those are fi- those, oh, are, those fire. are fire. Those are I'll, fire. I'll, and I no, you guys, and I'm fine with it because sometimes I'll go through phases. I have goldfish in my house at all times. Okay, it is I gotta staple. get that for my husband. I feel it's like a that's staple. a that's a no brainer snack room. Sneakers or sandals? Well, I just got new Hoka's so sneakers. How about that? Okay. Jill, it, when it. are you going to get new sneakers? Yours are atrocious. Oh, you got, I meant to tell you guys, and I knew you were going to make fun of me. Oh, oh God. I have a pair of Pumas that are rainbow bright. I'll post there. I was like, I'm <laughs> going to block you guys from my stories because you're going to make fun of me till the end of, of time. Of course I am. I, I they make fun of me. I have the worst sneakers in the world. I, I have like no Do you have one? Sneakers. No, she's no style. No. What is um, one thing you're dying to know? Ask Lo a question and then we'll send it. In terms it. of pop-ups? Just like anything. Yeah, fun. Okay. Here's what I want to know. Um, oh, tell me about this. Okay, number one, what are we listening to right now? Podcasts, like what are we listening oh, to? Oh yeah, give us something on our, to listen like, to. Rich mom walks. Oh uh, well, set for life. Have you heard of it? No. What's uh, that? So it's basically a finance. I guess finance. Oh Christ, I don't want to learn how to save good. money. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's God. like okay, if you have a net worth of zero to twenty-five k, this is what you should do with it. If you have oh, twenty-five Jesus. to fifty, fifty to hundred. I need I to just, listen. Like, I love my business Holy... finance podcast. Okay, love that. Which is a great segue into, and this wasn't even planned. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your podcast and yes. also how people can contact your you, business. find you, get the information, and that's how we'll close it out. Love it. Love it. So my podcast is called Food Therapy. So we are actually, we just concluded season one. We'll be starting up with season two, but tons of episodes to listen to. You can find me on Instagram at Low and Lemons. And if you're into the business side of things, you can find me on Instagram at Lore, L-A-U-R, sharp with an E at the end. Love it. I love, I, I, I hope you keep Low and Lemons till you're a hundred. Oh, I will. Yeah. It's some good stuff. Because you know, as somebody who used to have a fun Instagram handle name, yeah. Barely brewed. Barely brewed. It's, Barely it's, brewed. it's a yeah. challenge to keep but once you, yeah. Your Yours, it works with your business. Go yeah. to Lowe's Instagram account. Even it is just highly entertaining. Totally. The quality is phenomenal. It's so good. And I loved this conversation truly low. And I love, you know, education, everything. You have such a smart approach to this. People contact Lowe. Yeah. Lo, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. Love you. Go-to girls have got to go. Go-to girls. Bye.